I'm Summer Falgiano, and you're tuned in to Badasses in Tech. This week, we're joined by Chino Lex, the serial entrepreneur behind more than 180 apps. He's here to explain the benefits of planting seeds and making connections. I'm really excited to talk with you today, uh, mainly because everyone loves apps. And I love apps, and from what I understand, you have created and developed over 180, is that correct? That's correct, yes. It sounds like a lot, but um, we, we made a system to, to make apps for us automatically, but getting that system was, was pretty challenging. So tell us more about that. I'd love to hear about you know, how, how all of this conspired and how you got started in, in, this, uh, in this role. Yeah, so I can, I can touch on it from a high level and kind of zoom in, is that fair enough? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I was raised in Spokane, Washington, and uh, Spokane, Washington is more or less a working class city in, in Eastern Washington. And um, I got turned on to apps when I was on Yahoo News uh, after a long day at my job as a carpet cleaner. And that was like my first job. It was a real job, real hard job. And I, kept, I got home, I was super tired scrolling through Yahoo News when people actually used it. <laughs> um, and I saw this, this headline that said like, you know, 18 year old made six figures on apps, totally clickbait. And I clicked. Oh, yeah. And I had this attitude after I read the article of if this guy can do it, I can do it. Maybe, maybe I'm, I was too, too confident, but that's just the way I felt in the moment. And so what I did is I tweeted the guy, his name is Spencer Costanzo and he tweeted me back and then we became Facebook friends. And I was telling him, I was, I was thinking about like, um, not going to college because mm-hmm. I, I had like about a year and a half of college credit under my belt. Like my parents grew up, you know, I grew up middle class. It was clear that I had to take out loans myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. I, I just knew it wasn't for me. I couldn't drink that much right. at the time. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, I just, I never really took it seriously in my, in my gut. And so, so for, for about like four to six months, mm-hmm. uh, we, we, Spencer and I would, would trade notes and he really helped me through the process and that kind of changed my life. But um, that was kind of the origin story. Um, I got into college, got into University of Washington in Seattle, and that was like the big, you know, the, the big next step Yeah. Over, you know, for the rest of my friends. And, but I just knew, again, it wasn't for me. So I got to, I got to college. Um, I made it all the way to the freshman orientation. All the way. All the way. <laughs> and then, uh, at the end of it, I was like, why am I lying to myself? Wow. Like, this is totally not for me. So I begged the financial aid, the financial aid office, to like if I could send the money back because they had already sent it to me. Yeah. With loans, and thank God they took it back. And then I came back home to, to Spokane and told my parents like, "Hey, I need a couple months because uh, I'm I'm not going to do college." They were surprisingly supportive. That was going to be my next question. You no, know, like, against like all all uh, you know Asian stereotypes or whatever. Um, and my my dad's answer to to. Uh, when I asked him, like, why, why are you with this? He goes, well, Chino, you've always been, you know, he called me, he calls me an alien, like okay. not normal or whatever. Right. So he was with it. And so um, I, I really was heads down for about three to six months. Okay. Ate a lot of crap in terms of uh, doing apps that, that got zero downloads a day. Okay. That I loved. And then I started out the process by creating things that I wanted. But the reality was, is I needed to create things the market wanted. And so with that new mind, mindset, we created a set of apps that, that I thought would work, and they did. Mm-hmm. And after we found those niches, we created more and more products for um, those niches and, and found some wins there. 
can you talk a little bit about how the process of identifying what apps worked and what apps didn't? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's just all basic supply and demand. So the, what we figured out before um, before it kind of got hot was this this method of it's called app store optimization. It's kind of like SEO, but for the app store. So okay. if you look at like a niche, let's just say um, golf, and you, you look at the terms related to golf, maybe like um, uh, m terms as in words or phrases related to golf, you might say a swing calculator. I don't really know golf that well, or like right. Tiger Woods fan club or whatever. Yeah. And if you can find a highly popular niche with in terms of search volume, with low competition, you, you, there's a shot you could have a, a win there. Um, so we just kept repeating that process over and over again until we found the wins. So out of out of 180, and you said that that wasn't a lot, and I feel like that kind of is a lot. So out of that, were all of those were all of those 180 successful, or were there like a couple hundred more that you, that weren't? Oh so God, you, no. I mean, so like the first like 30, 20 or 30 were either rejected or um, got one download a day, which is pretty much a failure. Um, Cause you can tell pretty fast with the apps. Yeah, can you explain that? Cause I don't even, I, I literally only know like, oh cool, I'm, on the, I'm in the app store. Yeah. I like to play, my favorite game right now is Cooking Fever. It's one of those games where you literally make like food. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my, that's the only experience I have. But from what you're telling me, you were able to make a career out of this. Am I understanding that correctly? So I'd love to I'd love to understand that a little bit more. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, so to, to kind of zoom out on like the tech space in general, we you know TechCrunch, Mashable, all these news outlets talk about these big financing rounds. And lucky for me, I had no idea what financing rounds were when I started the company. So we had to take nothing, which is pretty mm -hmm. much like two thousand or three thousand dollars that I had in my bank account, and turn it into something or like a real business and like a real income. And um, so, so we, so I couldn't afford developers who were, who were US based because it's like, you know, so expensive. Yeah. And They're a hot commodity these days. For sure. And they were back then too. And I was in Spokane, Washington, where I, I don't think I heard the word code until I was well out of high school. Yeah. Um, and so I found this site because of Spencer called Elance, which is now, um, which, is, which is a freelancing site where people, uh, uh, you know, go on the site. And they can they can post their skills on the site. And if you have a job and you to fill it with those skills, you connect, and then the site takes a fee. Um, so uh, I use that site and, and a site called Odesk, which is the same thing. They they're, they've now merged uh, and they're called Upwork. But that's where I hired my first team because um, it's all, all I could afford. And then I, it was like boot camp for me. Like, can I manage these people remotely? Um, can I manage these people who who think I'm much older than I am? Um, wow. And, and that was a huge learning process. And I'd like to say now that I have like a PhD in remote work, uh, and I think it's absolutely the future. Um, so that was pretty much the, the, the start of it. Um, then we kept using those methods to grow to about 5 million users and it, all without a single dollar raise now all without like any marketing or ad budget. God, I wish I knew how to buy users or, or advertise to users back then. Wow. So yeah. out, of, out of all of that, what would you say was the moment where you realized, wow, this is, like, I'm good at this, and this is taking off? It was, it was kind of a, a progression. So I was at the gym shooting free throws, and Spencer goes, like, hey, congratulations. I'm like, for what? And he goes, check the charts. Like, my, like my like one of my first top charting apps was 
in the news category. I, I screenshot okay. it like 10 times. <laughs> and because uh, it was like the first external validation in the market that something I was doing was working. Wow. Um, and so that, so that felt really great. Uh, and then we kind of just kept doing that until, until it stopped working. Yeah. So you said that was a news app you created that, that yeah. took off? Yeah. Wow. Uh, it was a news app for, for the WWE who, okay. who and assist, but Hey, uh, it was, it was a learning process for sure. There you go. And Hey, it got, it got you started. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And like, as soon as I think my parents were pretty worried because the team was in, the team was in India. Mm -hmm. I'd stay up till, you know, four to five in the morning. And they, I'm pretty sure they thought I was like playing video games or whatever on my laptop. <laughs> um, and my dad did. He like yelled at me like, you told me you're not going to school, but you're just on your laptop all night and you wake up at 2 a.m. or dad, 2. you have no idea <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> but then my first big milestone was I, I bought a BMW and they're like, okay, he's fine. He's good. Wow. And I moved out and, and I moved in with Spencer actually. Um, because everyone I everyone I talked to who who wanted the kind of place I wanted was like you know 30 or whatever right Craigslist but I knew Spencer so that that move seemed like it made the most sense yeah absolutely that's very cool and congratulations and it sounds like I mean you were young how old were you at this time I was 19 I was 19 built it for three and a half four years and then sold it um and since then I've been working on different uh, different products and some products failed and some products did some products failed uh, the, the, the one I worked on for about 12 to 18 months after that was music, a music discovery app okay. called tap tracks and um, it was kind of like Pandora on steroids where you type in a song that you that you like and then give you similar songs um, in clips that you can like or pass and then the liked songs build this playlist that you can actually mm. um, and the reality of that was music was something I loved but not a great business Huh, that's interesting. For sure. I mean, like for every, yeah. look, like for every, you know, there, there are about 50, a little over 50 apps that got to the top charts in the category. But I mean, I published 180. And the one I really wanted to focus on and put all my, my eggs in a basket to, uh, that one failed. So it's, it's, it's wins and losses. And the point is like, you just keep shooting the shot. Yeah. What would you say, I mean, if you think about, you know, that moment where this was something that, like you said, you put all of your energy in, it ended up, it ended up not making it to where you wanted. How did you keep yourself focused? How did you not let that get you down? Well, I had a lot of fun on the way. Like I, I really like, I pitch artists, like I, I had this crazy story where I, in the same weekend, in the same 48 hours, I, I haven't even thought about this in years. I met Mark Cuban and Akon in the same, in Vegas. And wow. so, um, and then I ended up, I, I met Akon at, at the LAX gate and I was, you know, starstruck cause like I was totally into his music when I was younger. Oh yeah. And, and I didn't even cross my mind to think about like my music app. I was talking to him about his, his work in, in Africa, like lighting villages. And I thought that was incredible. Um, and I had a friend who, um, who invests strictly in, in, um, in African infrastructure, like road, yeah. electricity and stuff. And so I offered to introduce them because it's, it's exactly what he's, what he's working on. So he gave yeah. me his number and- Akon gave you his number. It's right. <laughs> um, and, and so I, I, I texted him like a week later, like, hey, I'm an idiot, but I forgot to tell you, like I'm working on a music app. We have a, about 120,000 users. And um, if you're interested, I'd, I'd love to talk to you about it because we're raising some money. 
Yeah. Um, gave me an address, gave me a, uh, an, a time in LA when I was in right. And so I flew over, I walk into this office building and it's like Akon, David Guetta and Troy Carter, who is who was the business manager at the time. And I'm like, I'm like, focus, 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 focus. Because um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to pitch. The pitch went, went, went great. Um, won't get into details what happened after that. Danny didn't end up investing, but the, the, the point is, is I've had a lot of fun with that. And so looking back on, I don't regret it at all. And it taught me a lot about team building, um, conviction on, on, on concept or a company. Um, you know, uh, who to ask for what, yeah. and also building a, a team of advisors, which I'm, which I've gotten pretty good at now and who, who attract other talent that are really valuable to, to my new company. Yeah. So it's all learning. For, it's all learning, right? It's not like if, if I, I could have dwelled on it and said, this is bad. I'll never come back from this. I'm such a loser, blah, blah, blah. But you just got to move on. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And I love too how immediately when you had this opportunity to, you know, you were in front of Akon, who probably would have been like the the one person that you would want to sell or talk to about this music app. But your first instinct was not to talk about that. And I think that's really admirable. Thank you. Oh, wait, I forgot the other half of the story. So I I saw Mark Cuban at CES uh, in Vegas. Okay. And uh, I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I have my pitch already. I'm walking up to him and he turns around and make eye contact. And the first thing I say is nothing has nothing to do with my pitch. <laughs> it had to do with the app, but it was terribly delivered. I'm like, Hey, do you want to learn about my music app? He goes, no music business is a terrible, a terrible business. And he walks away. So there's a lot that you just mentioned that I, I want to touch on. Cause I agree. I think seed planting, networking, whatever you want to call it, it is key. And it sounds like, you know, when, when you were talking about uh, the first app that you developed, you, you kind of found that and, and realized that that was something you wanted to do through a networking opportunity or through a friend. And, sure. you know, you just went through this example with, um, with the other person that you met, the music person. So for those and for me too, I, I, I almost find networking or seed planting kind of ch- challenging. Uh, yeah. It sounds like an easy concept and it, you know, in theory it's like, oh cool, I just go up to a person and say something or send a note to somebody. But there's, it seems like you have some sort of strategy that you've used to, to be and, and to give you the success. So can you explain maybe some yeah. of your tips and tricks? So the basic premise is is if you have a shared interest with somebody, whether it be the industry or food, I fucking love food or travel, um, you can start with that. And what I always start with is a question, right? Like even, and this is true with any relationship, dating, friends, whatever, it always starts off best with a question because it's a question is never transactional unless it's like, you, do you want to buy this? Or um, right. do you want to date me or whatever? Um, and, and, and I think it was uh, Thomas Jefferson and Bren, Ben Franklin, one of those smart old white guys, yeah. talked about how um, <laughs> the best way to, to have a connection with somebody is ask them a small favor. Can you hand me a napkin? Do you know who? Do you know who's the next speaker? Like, and and yeah. one of the most successful versions of this online, and there's different, you know, and there's a way to do this online and offline, is I asked the CTO of one of the big, big streaming services, a specific four line question on LinkedIn. It took me like half an hour to write the damn question. Yeah. He knew 
that through all the signal and all the BS in your LinkedIn inbox that I thought about that. And it's clear because I, I sure as hell didn't start off with, hey, blank, hey, name. Yeah. I trust her well. Um, and, and yeah, and, and just make sure you, you talk about their interests, not only yours, and at some point they'll converge. And the point is to do that, um, to do that in a way that, uh, here, here's an analogy I use. When I was a kid, I, I thought this was a big weakness. When I was a kid, I'd, oh, I'd always ask my friends to play. I'd knock on their door and I'd say, hey, is you know, Dalton home? Can he come play? Whatever. Yeah. One night, I was a sensitive kid. Uh, you know, I, I thought about this in bed. I'm like, why? how come it's always me asking kids to play? What? Does anyone not think about me? Like, and that bothered me so much. But as an adult, I realize now that I'm, at, I'm pitching. I'm not catching. I'm outbound. I'm not inbound. Well, I'm a little bit inbound. Yeah. But it puts you in the driver's seat. And in this world, there are askers and guessers. Askers are people who are outbound, and guessers are people who are like, well, I don't know if the other party will. It's, a, it's an asker's world. And so when I plant these many seeds by asking people to play, it's, it, it's really in my favor. And yeah. when I'm looking at my relationships and my friends. Now I'm like, man, I think we first connected maybe like nine months ago. Yeah. 12 months ago. It's not like, it's not like a, a quote or anything where I'm like, it's nine months ago, follow up. Right. We happen to have these same, uh, these, these mutual, uh, mutually beneficial interactions or interesting interactions yeah. that just brought us closer together. And it comes naturally. Yeah. Look, have you ever tried, have you ever tried to, to pretend to like somebody? Um, like every day. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> no, but the reality is like, as humans, we're pretty good at knowing if, if something's good for us or bad for us. Like, it's like a survival thing. So if you talk to someone at a networking event and like, you don't like the way their eyes look at you or you don't like the way they're, you know, they're, they're treating other people around them or yourself, like you already know that it's not good for you. You're just trying to rationalize it. So all the people that I know who I like and who hopefully who like me, by the way, it's not my business, I was able to tell pretty freaking fast. Yeah. You don't have to convince yourself to like somebody. So like all that said, planting seeds are important. Planting authentic seeds are important. And, um, and nothing ever happens in the first go around. It's like a couple months later, a couple years later, whatever. Um, and they get to observe your behavior over time yeah. and you get to observe their behavior over time. And if it's something that, that you both like, then awesome. You'll probably be better friends, acquaintances, um, colleagues, perhaps in the future. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think that that is very insightful. And I haven't, I haven't ever thought about it like that. I, I was the same way as a kid, you know, oh, so-and-so, can you play with me? And I always thought that way too. Like, why won't they, what's wrong with me? Or uh, why, you know, basically the same thing that you said. And I never thought of it that way, the way that you put it. And, and you're right. It is an asker's world and you really can't be afraid because what's the worst that's going to happen? Someone says no. That's it. Someone I mean, doesn't want to play. L listen to what this guy's doing. Okay, let me start figuring out how to make some apps. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's episode. To hear more, check out our website, badassesintech.com, and join our community. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So follow us and tune in next week. That about sums it up. I'm Summer Falgiano, and this is Badasses in Tech.